All right, and welcome to the first inaugural inaugural episode of WisePeak. Uh, I think in this episode, what we're going to do is just give a quick introduction of who we are and kind of maybe lead into some of the things we're going to discuss as we move on with this podcast. So I think to start us off, we're going to go with Tom. So Tom, why don't you share your story, kind of the background, what led to this spiritual awakening and how you're navi- uh, you know, currently navigating it. Yeah, cool. Thanks, Pete. Um, for, I'll, I'll try and keep this to 15 minutes, but it'll probably be less. I don't know. I'll do my best to keep it short and sweet because um, for me, my life has completely changed. You know, my physical location, um, becoming a father, it couldn't be more different now to... I suppose it's getting on four years ago now when I, for me, it was the flat earth route. So previously I was just like everybody else. I'm sure we'll all start from the same base because we all did the same school education system. We're all just rolling along, following the script, riding the riding the hamster wheel, grinding it out. Um, yeah, I was working full time, living in England. And then the thing that really changed it for me is I had a really bad motorbike accident. And that gave me the time sort of off of my job that I hadn't stopped for seven years to have a bit of, you know, time where I didn't know what to do. I actually got a little bit depressed for the first time in my life. I didn't really think people could get depressed before because I was like, why? It's all so good. You know, you've got all these things. And um, yeah, I had to sort of hit the bottom of the sine wave before I could start coming back up. And in my time off, my wife got pregnant. And the very first time that I felt my son in her in her tummy kick, everything in my life changed. Um, from that moment on, I was like, there's something else going on here. This is just too perfect. Like, how is she growing that human? Like, every, I started questioning everything I'd been told. And then within, it must have been five days of that, I was watching just, you know, as we do, skimming through YouTube. And this, I see this Dave Murphy flat earth thing. I'm like, flat earth, oh, yeah, let's have a look, let's entertain it. And I watched this hour long thing. And by the end of it, it's, it's Dave Murphy talking on, I don't know, like Bulgarian TV or something like that about the flat earth. And I'm like, oh my God, I pull my wife in to the room. I'm like, we've got to watch it. And I watched it again because I'm like, this, this is it. Like, how did I not realize that we're not spinning around and we're not this like, you know, tiny little speck of dust flying through the through the universe there's something else going on here and from that that's the first door and then you know a million million questions come into your mind at that moment um so yeah sort of fast forward uh i went through the shouting and screaming phase of trying to convince everybody like preaching this is it you know that's a quick and easy way to filter out your real friends <laughs> by doing that um you soon realize that it's quite a lonely place to be when you go against the script and start asking questions and using your own discernment to figure out what's going on. And I guarantee it's the same for all of us, that that stage of like realizing, oh my God, <laughs> this is a different way to be and this is a different way to think and I'm feeling quite lonely here. But soon like you start to see, well, for me, it was the flat earth thing moving on and lots more people. I, I didn't realize at the time why it was happening, but now it kind of seems to me that we're all connected 
And the more of us that are tuned into a certain frequency or thinking about a certain thing, the more it will manifest. And the flat earth thing definitely sort of fast, like pushed on really, really quickly. And yeah, I think from there, I started to think, okay, right. So now I've figured all this stuff out about the earth. It's, you know, what about me? Who am I? What am I doing? Why did, why am I here? And um, then I, yeah, it was really difficult after I, my son was born to go back to work full time. Um, I found it really hard when I was there, just, just looking around like, what am I doing? What is the point in this? I really, really struggled with the the matrix, the matrix overlay. Um, yeah, like I said, losing the friends and what, well, yeah, filtering my friends, I call it. Um, and then having to be in that sort of nine to five or for me it was shift work and not seeing my son not seeing my wife I'm like well I'm gonna do this for another 35 years and then then what what's the point um so I took I saved up my money and took seven months off work and devised a plan of minimizing my overheads and that involved moving out of our comfortable four-bedroom detached house in the southwest of England where it's really nice weather and a nice little town and moving into a battered, you know, 2003 Iveco daily uh, commercial van that had been converted into like a camper van with no hot water, um, just a little cassette toilet, no shower, unless you wanted to use a bucket. And the plan was to fix it up, rent the house and just go and travel as far as we can. But um, it's so weird now looking back on on my sort of journey, how many little things we kind of, I say we because it's me and my wife, we kind of planned before and like manifested them without really putting too much effort in. You know, we sort of planted the seeds subconsciously um, because even before we got our van, we were like, oh yeah, Portugal would be really nice. It seems really nice. I've never, never ever said uh, well, I've been to Portugal once, sort of years ago on a, on a family holiday, and my wife had never been. But like, hey, Portugal, that seems quite good, without really realising. And even before that, five, six, seven years ago, even longer than that, we were always like, hey, we really would love to travel Sweden. And if we were going to travel around Sweden, we'd we want to do it in a van. So obviously our first destination, as soon as we got off the island of England, was straight up to Sweden. And yeah, it was incredible experience for a year, just sort of learning how to live minimalistically and really taking the time to get in touch with ourselves and being time rich to, to research and figure things out and ask questions. And I think the main thing was getting out of our comfort zones because before it was, um, it was almost got to a point of being uncomfortable, being in the comfort zone of being in a house, going to the job and you know, for some people that's that's fine, but for me, I was really, really struggling, and my wife as well. And we just wanted the time to um, figure things out for ourselves. And then, again, like one of those weird little things that you look back on, and it was me that manifested it. I said to my wife before we started traveling, "Don't worry, you won't have to drive unless I break my foot." And our whole plan of going across the top of Spain and down through Portugal completely changed because I break my foot so again it all happens for a reason like when you look back the universe redirected us at the perfect time um, because then we had to stop again and 
in the time I was stopped up in my wife's flat, uh, my wife's mum's flat in Spain, I really started doing a bit more research because I couldn't walk. So I really started looking into things and observing the sun and just really had a lot of time on my own to think about things. So it kind of took my mind to another level of, all right, okay, this is really starting to make more sense now. And I think at that point I was, I hadn't spoken to Martin, uh, Martin Kenny, but I was really interested in his work of the cosmic egg model and looking into Santos and really starting to go a lot deeper, um, which I had done before, but I was sort of really excited about just traveling and embracing the exploration. But the break in my foot was kind of like the universe saying, no, 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 you need to stop. You need to think about things. And yeah, then we go to Portugal. And as soon as we got into Portugal, a lot of people say this, there's just this energy about the about the place and everyone in this country is i don't know it's so hard to explain to people who haven't been here so kind so welcoming so friendly do anything for you it's just a different pace different energy here all the buildings are sort of lost in time and yeah we were if the 11 months we were traveling in our van we spent five months in portugal and again the universe our tenants move out of our house so we're like right well either we find new tenants or we sell the place so i fly back to england we sell the house and i get it painted up sell it and then we had a little cash and we're like right let's let's find the let's find the place the forever place with a a vision of having families in vans because we were traveling van family we wanted somewhere to be able to share our space um with other people so yeah, this is kind of where I am now. We've bought a five-acre farm in Portugal. And like I said about the being in uh, Spain with the broken foot, looking at all Martin's research, I know I said to my wife, oh, wouldn't it be cool like if Martin came to our farm and his family? Because at that point, he was talking about getting a van. And sure enough, we get our farm and you know who our very first guests are on our land. You know, even after putting things out on Instagram, uh, the first people that come to us was was Martin and his family. And um, yeah, from there, we've had some other people come down sort of on the spiritual path. But right now we are hosting some sort of a full on just normal English family in their van while everything's going crazy in the world. And it's, you know, for some people like, yeah, don't you want something back? And no, I just want to share. I don't want your money. I don't want your you know, things, just tell me a story, share, you know, share your ear with me. Let me spend some time talking to you. And it's kind of for the people still come, even people in vans who've sort of left the mainstream, it's still a weird concept that there's these people who've got a house and yeah, you can, of course you can use our washing machine. Of course you can come stay on our land. And when I'm saying, Hey, if it's for you, then come and build a house here. If it feels right, you know, if come and stay here for as long as you like and um yeah sort of i've got to a point of true abundance i guess um because my sort of base motivational needs are covered we've got enough money coming in from renting a house that we're sustained so we don't we're not taking more than we need and we just want just want to share and learn and grow as much as we can so yeah that's my sort of the shortest version of, of my story as I can. And yeah, Pete, Max, you want to probe anything that I've said? No, I think that's great, uh, Tom. I mean, obviously you shared a, a lot of this story 
um, with us already. And I think it's important that as we you know start this podcast and start to introduce some of the ideas um, that people have a little bit of a background on, on who we are and where we're coming from. And so I, I think let's just move on to and allow Max to kind of share his story and then I'll kind of finish it off and, and then maybe we'll circle into a topic. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, guys. Uh, what to say? Uh, my name is Max. I'm from Germany, so uh, please don't mind my English. Everybody who has listened to this in the future. Um, I'm 31 now, and uh, if I should review my life, so, well, there's a lot to say, but uh, I will keep it short. So my life was like uh, fast scrolling to all the seven deadly senses. So maybe I, I did everything and I, it seems like that I struggled with everything. It was like a lesson I have to learn uh, within the last 31 years, but in a fast way. So um, my awakening was in 2012, um, right at the end of the Mayan calendar. Um, there I, I had a situation in my life where I had to decide where to go because I uh, did a lot of sport in my past and uh, had a completely different way I have now. And at this time, after a lot of uh, struggles with my body and surgeries, I have to decide what to do going into the real life, um, if you would call it that, or keep trying what I love. So I decided to go into the real life. And as I did that, my life completely changed, but very, very slow and fast and slow and fast, you know, it was up and down, up and down. And I always gone a little bit higher and then I fall again. So um, I was very addicted to, um, to making party, to drink a lot of alcohol, to um, have as much, much uh, women as I could. That was my life. And uh, I loved it. But also, um, I often felt that empty, you know, I, I, I knew I searched for other things. So um, besides doing that, I, um, I've gone into like, like most of you who are listening now, um, through the cycle of realizing that something is wrong here. And uh, my way was through the politics, um, then through all these, um, yeah, weird things like aliens and, uh, and so on Mandela effect, you know, um, the most of us are gone through all these topics. And, um, before 2012, one or two years before 2012, what I really said to people was the biggest lie on earth is a church. That's what I said people into their face because how can you believe in a God? How can you do that? It's so abstract. Um, so I felt like an atheist and I've gone into deep scientific stuff according to the universe. And I read a lot and I was really into it. And you can imagine what a, what a turn it was for me um, to realize that um, this is nonsense what I spoke in the past. There is more, there has to be more. Where's the reason? So um, I think the biggest trigger for me was um, centers. 
he was the first I watched a video about raising the Christ. Um, I don't know the year exactly. Um, all the years before this, between 2012 and Santos, I've gone a lot into um, old scriptures, into Gnostic stuff, um, Hermetic stuff. Um, I never touched the Bible, by the way. Uh, I read it first um, two years ago, I think. I was in all these much older scriptures. So, um, but Santos was a trigger. And um, right after Santos, I, I realized Martin as well as you, Tom, um, and his, his cosmic egg model uh, triggered most of us intensely, I guess. So after he published it, um, I, I made a huge jump in my consciousness. And um, yeah, I tried to connect with all these guys uh, around him and uh, he by himself, but it never happened. I, I participated uh, in, in the blogs Martin is doing, and, uh, but, but never felt this connection. Um, I, I felt too far away from all of this and very, very lonely in this, uh, in this state. Um, like most people who, who awake feel very, very lonely, maybe for a year or more because you disconnect from your past life, from friends, maybe from family, from old behaviors. You disconnect from all you know and step into a completely other life. So that's difficult for most. And for me, it was also very difficult. But I always try to manifest people in my life which are, um, or with which I could speak about this stuff because I hadn't no, uh, nobody. Um, in 2015, my wife came into my life, my now wife, and um, she was, yeah, a leader for my soul. She was a complementary uh, part to me. And uh, as I stepped into the cosmic egg and the flat earth theory, I struggled a lot to tell her what I think about the universe. And I waited for weeks and for weeks. And as I felt, with a lot of uh, heart uh, beating, uh, I've gone to her and said, well, I think the earth is flat. And what she said to me was, I know. And I was, what? <laughs> how, how do you know? I struggled for weeks to tell it to you. Yeah, and she told me about her past because uh, a boyfriend of her was a uh, uh, Jehovah Witness. And um, so the Bible is a flat earth book and some people realized it. So she knew, she knew it before me. She, she didn't know what to do with it, but she knew it. And at this point, I knew I have to marry this girl. What I did then later. And uh, now we go all the way together. It's a hard way, like I said before, um, but it's, it's a way we have to go. And everybody who is on this way knows exactly what I'm um, speaking about right now. So even if I, uh, even when I met my wife, I, I, I was a little bit asshole like in the past. I, I was still in, in lust. That was my, my, my deadly sense. Um, there's a reason why lust is related to the ground chakra. Um, maybe the, yeah, the most highest uh, deadly sin, sorry, I said sense, um, 
you can struggle with. Um, I think most people have to deal a lot with this. And I did too, the first two years of our relationship. And uh, yeah, I never shielded on her physically, but in mind very often. And she brought it into my face that that's wrong. Where's your empathic? Where's your love? And um, on the day I married her, I, I, yeah, I fell down crying. I, I didn't know what to say because I realized into, in myself, deep in, in my soul, that I did the right choice. And now we are on the right way. So um, now we have a beautiful uh, little son um, who is uh, six months old now. And yeah, he, he compliments my life. And um, I always thought that I will have a son to teach, to bring him on his way. And now it's manifested. Um, everything within the last two years came like it should be. Maybe I, I haven't saw it in um, the first moment, but after living it a while, I realized that, yeah, it, it had to go this way. There was no other way. So now I live uh, in a house with my beautiful wife, with my son, two cats and two dogs. And uh, we love it. Um, we love the silence here and, yeah, just try to keep harmonic and empathic and, uh, yeah, go the way our heart tells us. And that's, that's the most important thing, that you have to trust your gut and follow your heart. Yeah, so much to me, guys. Yeah, I love that, Max. I think that uh, the ending remark um, is is very relevant, I think, for myself as well in regards to, and we've talked about this in the past, that that idea of, you know, using your mind, trusting your gut, but following your heart, letting your heart be that ultimate decision maker in the course and the path that we take. Um, so that was very well said. I think for myself, I mean, it's... It's funny because as you you know you guys know you meet others that are along their their journey and they might be either a little bit further or a little bit behind um, where we might be ourselves but the general narrative is the same for all of us it's the details the little interactions or experiences that you know make up the differences and so looking at myself I mean you know one you know I'm the American of the group um, I grew up in the Northeast uh, part of the United States and that's where I'm currently residing as well you know. A, one of nine children. I'm the middle child. Always, uh, you know, had that innate, I guess, rebellion against the system, you know, within me. And it showed itself at a young age. You know, I always very much was uh, very critical of the school system, of the medical system, but also very curious. And then I'd find throughout my, you know, lower education, you know, I, I guess, existence, if you will, that I would encounter some teachers that absolutely loved me, loved the curiosity, loved the intellect, but there are others that couldn't deal with me because I always was challenging, always asking why, always, you know, pushing the boundaries. Uh, and, you know, I find now that I'm, I'm where I'm at from a headspace standpoint, looking back, and I know you guys is probably the same. You look back at your life and things that you may have questioned previously as to why you may have made those decisions. Now, everything makes sense. Um, and so it's, it's quite wonderful in that regard. But uh, again, going back to kind of a little bit of my background, you know, growing up as one of nine children, I mean, low, lower income family. And so I was, I was forced at an early age to start to appreciate the simpler things, you know, looking at the, you know, the school children around me and how they walked around with the new sneakers, the new clothes. And, and here I am with, you know, hand me, hand me downs, 
from you know one brother to another brother to ultimately me. And it was a, a hard pill to swallow at a young age, you know, dealing and, and not understanding why those differences um, were taking place. But you know, again, it forced it forced you know through all the hardships that I, especially in middle school, the hardships that you encounter through the you know the peer pressure, the ridicule. It forces you to look inward, and you know where it might have been a challenging time in my life previously, you know, or perceived in that way. Now I have you know placed so much value, I have so much gratitude for those experiences because it triggered that inward looking early on. But I didn't really know what that meant until you know this this last you know five to ten years as things started to really develop in a more spiritual direction. I think I always consider myself spiritual. And not religious, um, much like you, Max. I, I think I challenged the religious component of things. I mean, I grew up in a very Catholic family, and my parents st- still attend mass every week. But you know, something didn't, you know, just didn't sit well with me with this idea that you have this all-knowing, all-loving, you know, benevolent, supreme being, and yet if you don't abide by what he says when he says it, that you're doomed to an eternity of hell. It just didn't make sense. And I think most uh, have come to those same kind of conclusions that there's a clear mismessaging within the system. Um, and, and now, obviously, at the point where we're at, you know, understanding why, why those distortions and manipulations took place within the modern constructs and the modern interpretations of these practices, it's just to, to hinder people's ability to make those connections and to really understand where they are um, in this reality, this ex- you know, physical existence. But moving forward, always an athlete. Um, always very creative as well. Um, you know, I ended up going to college, was on and off uh, the football team, always very much into the physical, always sought to, you know, constantly improve my body, you know, from a strength uh, standpoint. You know, I think at the the peak, you know, I was, you know, very much involved in powerlifting uh, at a weight standpoint, I was around 250. Um, just always, uh, you know, I always, I guess, took very much pride with being strong. And wanting to kind of convey that that strength, um, but I was also very kind and very nice. That's what always people surprised by. I think I had an intimidating look about me, especially when I had a beard and and I was you know two fifty. But once people got to know me, it was like, wait a minute, there's there's a mismatch here. There's you know I was a, I was a very uh, I guess a, a dichotomy. You have this physical intimidating presence, and yet all you want to do is give hugs. And I think that's just the way I've always been. But fast forwarding, you know, I spent, I started my, you know, as bartending rather um, after college, stayed bartending for quite a while, always had anticipation on doing, you know, bigger things, but never took that leap. And finally, I was kind of shoved that direction and and ended up moving to Chicago and started my career. And that's where I entered the corporate life. And and things went well for quite a while. I worked for a small boutique uh, advertising agency uh, or advertising specialties agency. So we dealt with merchandise, um, corporate branding and whatnot. And as things played out there, you know, again, I always challenged things. I was always, always questioning why things were the way they were. How can we improve upon it? How can we make things more efficient? And ultimately in 20, you know, right around 2014, 15, I started to really tease this idea of taking a leap into entrepreneurship and doing my own thing. And then ultimately in 2016, I took that leap. And what's really interesting about that is here I am now starting to venture out on my own and, you know, everything that comes with that, with, you know, I ended up taking on a lot of debt and trying to get the company going as we start to build out the team. But at that, at that very same time is when I was introduced to, I mean, Max, you had mentioned Santos, Santos Bonacci, a lot of his ideas. You know, Martin Kenny comes out with his cosmic egg. 
Um, I was I started to tune into some of Seven Balmar's content. Um, Ryan McMahon, who's not very well known, but he introduced me to a lot of these more esoteric books. Uh, and I started to do a lot of reading. And and unfortunately, what ended up happening, or I should, I should say fortunately, because all these things happen for a reason, it started to pull my attention off of the company and off the, off the things I was trying to do um, from a business you know, professional standpoint. And, you know, my teammates started to notice it as my focus started to dwindle things that I, I should have been doing. I wasn't getting accomplished because I was, you know, up at all hours of night doing all of this research, you know, gotten really engaged with the ancient alien series. I started to question everything, everything that I thought I knew suddenly got shattered. And it was just this, you know, constant snowballing. And if, eventually from a you know professional life standpoint, it, it hit this, hit this point where, I had to make a decision, you know, am I going to continue on with this or do I need to really start to follow, you know, what my, my gut is telling me, what my intuition is telling me, what my heart's, you know, the direction my heart's pulling me. And, and, you know, my decision was made fairly easy because at the same time, some of my colleagues were already, already stepping, you know, making their steps out the door, already starting to choose other directions because they, they could see where things were going. Um, and so I ended up shutting down that company actually started to, to produce another company, but I just ultimately was like, I need to, I need to focus on, on this, this knowledge pursuit on the spiritual journey, started to get real involved with, you know, making changes to my diet, making changes to, you know, my physicality, um, paying attention to, you know, the fluoride, trying to stay away from tap water, staying away from fluoride toothpaste, uh, started to go initially vegetarian, but ultimately went full vegan. Um, you know, started to, focus a little bit less on the powerlifting component and more on the calis- you know calisthenics and yoga um, and start a meditation process and through all all of that I can't you know pinpoint one as being the the pivotal game changer I think it was a culmination of a lot of these you know micro changes that I made that ultimately led, led to a big change and I think it would you know later in 2016 I had what most would call you know a kundalini rising experience in my meditation that you know, shattered my previously held worldview. I mean, I, I, it's hard to explain these, you know, what happened. I think when it first happened, I didn't know how to explain it. And it wasn't until I read books later on with others sharing their similar experiences that, you know, it gave me some sort of validation, okay, that something happened. And it seems very much in line with this idea of that, that Kundalini. Um, but it was the surge of energy up my spine uh, you know, this, not, this incredible brightness in my mind, but it wasn't like brightness that need, you know, made me want to, obviously my eyes weren't open, so I wasn't squinting, but it, it didn't seem like it was threatening. It was just incredible brightness. And then this feeling as if, you know, the goosebumps, but, you know, amplified 10,000 fold over my entire body. And all I could feel was this most unconditional love and appreciation. And it, it felt like I was home. I, I can't express it anymore, but just that feeling of being home. And I was laughing and crying. And when I came out of that, it was done deal. My, my world has changed. And ever since then, I felt this in, you know, incredible desire to be the change that I want to see in this world, to help others start to wake up. Um, and I think that's what led me to ultimately end up reaching out to Martin. And it wasn't until I, I you know, ended up guesting on one of his early podcasts that him and I started to form a friendship. And then Obviously, through that channel, you know, I was fortunate enough to meet, you know, both of you guys, Max and Tom. And, you know, just to kind of give people listening right now how we all came together, it was really through that channel that we started to form a friendship and then realized that, 
we're very similar with how we approach things. And we just, you know, just kind of use the idea of vibrations. We vibed well. Um, and so we saw it, we, you know, we thought it would be, you know, beneficial not only to ourselves and our own journeys, but also for others that might be, you know, keen on listening to our insights um, to maybe start a podcast of our own. So that that's really what this is. And so I don't know if you want to add to that, Tom uh, or, or Max. Yeah, I just want to say, really, when I first thought of doing a podcast, it's like, well, we're having all these deep and interesting conversations anyway. Why don't we just record it and share it with other people? Because I kept thinking, man, I'd love to like, I'd listen to this. And, you know, one thing I didn't add is I don't read books and I don't really like, I mean, I watch bits of pieces of YouTube and like, but unlike you two, you know, you're heavy readers, do all that stuff. For me, everything, I always like to go within and just go make a quick decision on things of what feels right internally. And yeah, I just kept thinking, man, actually, like the conversations you all of us were having, I'm thinking, this is something I would really want to listen to. Like, I would love to be, if I was somebody else, be engaged with this. So yeah, I just, I think I'm hoping this is going to be, uh, even if it's only useful for one person, like that makes me happy. But I really feel like it's uh, the perfect time for us to be sharing our thoughts and putting it out there into the virtual ether. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely, Tom. Uh, Pete, do you want to go on? No, no, please, Max, continue. Uh, I guess I forget my thoughts. Uh, yeah, I forgot my thoughts, so go on. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my fault. Sorry about that. You know, that's the fun thing about, uh, you know, first episodes of anything. I think as we as we move on, we're going to get, you know, better cadence between, you know, our sharing and whatnot. And, and it's obviously challenging, too, from a, a bandwidth, a lag time because we're all in different locations throughout the globe. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's to, to echo what you just shared, Tom. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, we've talked about this in regards to what, what are we trying to accomplish here and what are we trying to get out of this? It's, it's really, you know, just, just to, to share our thoughts to, to, you know, for our own personal journeys, not to be selfish in that regard, but really, you know, through, through the sharing and exchange. And, you know, you mentioned that Max and I are, are much more, invested in the books and the reading and the digesting and research. But what's wonderful about that is, is you bring that balance. And so I, th I find that Max and I approach things. We, we, it's almost like we, we get into the same, you know, toy box, but we pick out different toys and, and you're on the, you know, over in there in the, in the sand pits being like, okay, what toys are they going to bring me? And then you, then you decide to play. And so it's kind of funny when you visualize it like that. Brilliant. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I just think we've got a really interesting uh, dynamic with the three of us. And I just, um, I know the right topics will come at the right time. And yeah, when you guys are sharing, it seems that all of us have done this, the follow your heart, but it's only now when we've gained the true knowledge and really gone within that we started to realize, oh, wow, we've been, we've been doing it all along. And I know for me personally, and you guys didn't share, but I'm, I think you might have in the past, but I think we can all agree that when you don't follow your heart, that's when you do get realigned. And like for us right now, I know it feels right that this is what we needed to do. And we've kind of been like, oh, we'll do it. Yeah. And came up with the idea like three or four weeks ago, and nothing's really happened. And I feel like if we'd left this any longer, something would have happened to realign us to do it anyway, just because that's how the universe works. And it just feels yeah, this is the right time for us to uh, put our heads together and start sharing. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's what my thoughts was uh, aware, which I forgot. Now I feel comfortable with it. And uh, I guess we all feel comfortable with it. The universe don't want to start it uh, before. And uh, I, I really like the, the science of not forcing something. Everything comes to the exactly right time. Like my veganism. I, I tried for two years to eat no meat. I haven't done it. But when the time was right, I went from meat eater to vegan instantly. So if you don't force things, they will manifest by their own if you want it into your life or let it into your life. And that's what happened right now. Yeah, very well said, Max. And I you know, completely 100% agree with that. It's it's about releasing that resistance, right? We've talked about this in the past. It's it's a hard thing to, you know, recondition our minds, you know, to approach our experiences like that because we've all been led to believe through the indoctrination to the school systems from, you know, regardless of the country that you live in, that you have to work hard and through that that effort that you'll finally, you know, get to that point where you'll get what you you want. And you know, it's not to take away from the, you know, the effort that needs to be made, but it doesn't have to be as strenuous as we've all been led to believe. And it's really, it's really just about releasing that resistance and allowing things, you know, once you, you place that intent out there, whether it's just through a thought or you're actually speaking it or writing it down, you're putting that intent to into the universe and then, you know, release the re- resistance and allow the universe to then manifest it into your life. Uh, and it's a challenging things to do because, you know, we are also in a very, you know, microwave society in a sense that we want things now. Everything's about convenience and how quickly can I get exactly what I want when I want it. And it's just, it's it's really, you know, it's, it, I think that's been the most fascinating for myself is as I've learned to release the resistance and then seeing seeing those things play out. And to Tom's, you know, early point when he was, you know, sharing his background, these might've been thoughts that you had you know, a year ago, a few years ago, a month ago, and then you you kind of put them in the back burner. And next thing you know, they come to fruition. You might not even recognize it as something that you had, you know, wished for previously until, you know, it passes and enough time passes, then you then re- you know, recognize or you come across an old scrapbook or, or somebody reminds you of, hey, didn't you ask for that? And it's like, oh yeah, that's incredible. I didn't even realize it. And you contrast that with this idea, you know, when you do want something and you put so much effort into it and not realizing that all you're doing is communicating that you don't quite have that. And then the universe will perpetuate that not having. And so that's, that's the hardest, I think, for myself to, to get my head past, get my mind past is that, okay, it's not about putting in this effort and, and wanting and thinking about things that I don't have. It's about just planting that seed water it a little bit, maybe a little, you know, little uh, fertilizer and then walk away. And is that walking away is when you'll start to come back to a, that, you know, nice fresh bloomed fruit or, or flower or whatever it is. I think by having a abundance mindset, I think coming, you've got by releasing your previous programming of scarcity, you've got to hoard things, you've got to have more things, you've got to have more cars than your neighbor, you've got to have a bigger house than you your family or your brother or your best mate or whatever it might be, you're always competing to have more things. But I think when you allow yourself to be in an abundance mindset, and so for my wife and I, that was literally minimizing and putting ourselves in a van. And in that scenario, it's like, well, actually, this is all we need. You know, we've got everything we need. And we really started to accept 
you know that this we we're in a perfect place like this universe this earth is abundant in everything you could ever need ever and apologies my dog's kicking off over here um yeah so i think once you allow yourself to be in that abundance mindset all the things that you wanted to manifest will come but on the flip side of that if the things you want to manifest are material things they will you will really struggle to you you have to put in a lot more material effort when actually when we think about it i know for you guys like the things that we've really got the most out of are the things that have come from within the things we've manifested within our own minds and that's what's really helped us grow and and move on in the material is by accepting that the material is abundant and that we want to grow and manifest from within and with that you might then gain some you know some things to assist you along the way the universe might give you some things but for those people like oh you can manifest a a lamborghini and you can manifest a mansion this is not the way the game works it's about manifesting the things within because you're already abundant of all those things and if any material things come your way it's because you're already in the abundance mindset that's that's my take on how it works from my experiences anyway awesome wisdom yes and i absolutely feel what you said and i think um we're running out of time today um so if there's one thing i would recommend to people who on who are on this path and listening to this let go from fear that's the most important thing let go from from this emotion you don't need it don't manifest this in your life you have to go in higher emotions you have to go in courage in love and peace these are the emotions you have to go into and live your life inside these emotions and then things will come to you um, like you want and you will feel so much love and that's what heaven is right that's what heaven is is love and peace if you want to be in hell you can fear but that's not the way be in the love state and everything will go its way yeah like it's meant to be for you and your soul yeah, that's beautifully said, Max, and, and Tom as well. And it's it's challenging. I know we, uh, yeah, for those listening, we, we've tried. We're trying to cap these episodes to about forty five minutes to an hour tops. Um, but it's you know when you mention things like this, you just want to keep going and digging and unpacking it. And so maybe this is a, a good place to stop. And maybe this idea of manifestation and you know the contrasting, I guess, influence of fear versus love is something maybe we'll discuss in in the first official episode where we introduce a topic. Um, does that sound you know, like something good to you guys? Yeah, fear and love and abundance and scarcity. It's kind of the same same picture, different angle. That sounds like a really good thing to kick things off. And isn't it funny how we didn't have any idea what we're going to talk about, but we've just naturally come to what we're going to talk about next time. I love it. Yeah, and I absolutely agree. Yes, let's do that. Let's talk about uh, the opposites and the emotions and uh, what they can do for us or against us. Uh, great topic. All right. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Then uh, just to say goodbye for now and look forward to uh, chatting with you guys again and your first, first official episode. 